welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality. I'm Sunni DeLorean, and continuing on our theme of strange, I have a new guest in the studio. Jessica, can I use your last name? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I have Jessica McClyman in the studio. How's it going? It's going. This is my uh, my first podcast. I'm a little nervous. How's it feel? I want to sound sexy, but smart at the same time, and that's really hard, I feel like. It's hard if you try, but if you just be yourself, you're there. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah, true. That's what I, I found the key to everything. Yes. Um. So you're a longtime friend of mine. Yes. Yes. We've been friends since um I moved here and I just came up on my three year anniversary, which is crazy. That's wild. And it's weird because we've known each other for three years, but we haven't aged at all. Mm, I'm still 29. Yeah. Oh, God. It. I would not be 29 again for anything. Really? I feel like that was my best year. I was really, really thin and that's cool. Mm. But um, no, I'm like... I'm just now getting the hang of life. Mm. Um, okay. Okay. I mean, everybody's year, everybody's pop best year, I feel like, is different. Mine was 29 for sure because that's when, like, life changed and that's when I decided to move to the desert and met you. Yeah. So there's a plus. That is a plus. Um, definitely. So I am, um, yeah, it's been kind of wild that I've been here three, I just became a resident after three years because of my uh, commitment issues mainly. I get it. <laughs> I I gotta change my license plate and like, yeah, it's obnoxious, really. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, I get it. Well, I mean, honestly, just went to the. Um, do you guys call it the DMV or the BMV? I think ours is the MVD. Mm, interesting, interesting. Anywho, I went to one of the three of those places. Uh huh. And um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, I just felt like I walked in there and they were like, "Yeah, sure, here you go." And I was like, "Is this it?" I mean, it stood in line for like an hour and a yeah. half mm-hmm. and then had to deal with the admissions test, which was very nerve wracking. What's, oh, wait, the admissions or? Er, admissions, because uh, I'm an idiot and put that on my Instagram story as an admissions. It's emissions. Oh, emissions. Yeah. Yeah, where you they test your uh, smog output. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Never gotten one of those before. Oh, yeah. Because I'm from the Midwest and we don't care. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Is it maybe you just didn't have an older car before? Mm, no, we just don't care. Oh. We could give two shits about the environment in the Midwest. Huh. Yeah, it's not a thing. It's a very, like, um, West Coast thing. Um, Cali does it. Uh, Oregon does it. Washington. I- Arizona does it. New Mexico does it. Utah. I think anything past the Mississippi does it. Really? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was just like a, a general thing. No, not in Indiana. Yeah, mm. no. Um, so that was very nerve wracking. But Larry was my admissions guy, right? Uh-huh. He was from Indiana. Whoa. I know, right? And then his daughter um, went to ASU, and that's why they moved out here. Um, that's basically anybody you meet in Arizona's mm-hmm. story. For sure. Uh, is Everyone is from the Midwest. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. And but then, um, I don't know. We're a, we're a weird clan, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we, the local Phoenicians are not nearly as nice. I have noticed that my favorite people that I know and interact with out here, and this is, I'm sorry, I'm gonna step on some toes and offend people, but whatever. My favorite people that I know out here are from the Midwest, and I think it's just that common background. We have some sort of common thread, yeah, um, that ties us together. Yeah, people who grew up in Arizona are very weird. Mm, mm-hmm. My cousin, love her, love her to death. Very close. One of my best friends. She is born and raised here. Mm. And we are very different. You know my cousin. So love yeah. her. God love her. Um, but all of her friends are locals as well. And I love her friends. But I've never felt that like warm, tingly excitement of being around them that I do when it's like um, 
when I meet somebody from the Midwest out here and there's just like this. Oh, instantly. And it doesn't matter age, gender, color, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's some sort of thing where you'll be talking to somebody and you'll have this feeling where you're somehow cut from the same cloth and then you'll ask them where they're from and it'll be inevitably somewhere in the Midwest. Mm Because yeah, I, I have some friends who are like, they're 30 years older than me. Like they have kids. They, it's very different. Like, yeah. Very different than me. You wouldn't think we'd be friends. But um, the minute I met them, it was like, I, I just, they were customers at my work. And I just was like, I want to be friends with you. Mm-hmm. I feel close to you. And then as we got to talking, they're from Indiana. Oh yeah, um, of course. And they just moved out here. And yeah. so, yeah. I mean, we're not all rednecks and fans of Mike Pence. There are like really good people from Indiana and I'm always I mean you know me I'm always just being super prideful I'm a I'm a Hoosier and I am proud um but you know we could go on and on and on about my my love for the Midwest but maybe that'll be a different episode for sure um we actually have an upcoming episode about um the southern the southeastern United States and I Ooh. have uh someone who's gonna call in and talk to me about dialect and manners oh, and interesting. stuff interesting yeah it's I've had a really good couple weeks for listeners reaching out to me for a long time I knew all of the listeners like all 12 of them I knew them I followed them on social media I probably was more invested in them than they were in me and then all of a sudden in the past couple weeks I have had a lot of listeners reach out to me about things and they've said oh I've been with the show since the beginning and I finally got the nerve to reach out and I just like where have you been hiding right um just come on out come on out I want to chat I I yeah I I love it um talking to strangers is kind of my favorite thing um but yeah so we're not doing a show about the Midwest Mm -mm. we're doing a show about online dating oh lord and when we met um everyone knows I'm just an old married hag now but um (laughs) you know cut to three years ago we we were together perpetually single yeah. sisters. Yeah. Um, so we've both had some experience in online dating. Mm-hmm. You're still actively engaging in it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to this because I am. Uh, it has just been a whirlwind of emotions. I'm in a glass case of emotions with my dating life right now. So. Well, we'll get into it. I often feel like dating is like. You have to be in the game, right? You have to be in you have to be in the game. You're not going to win if you're not even on the field or whatever. But um it really is you have to have a really solid emotional state to open yourself up to online dating because first of all, you're going to get messages from all sorts of people and you're going to have to see a lot of pictures of people who are unattractive. Yes. And that was always a problem for me. I think the first time I engaged in online dating was over 10 years ago and I was like, man, I see ugly people every single day. And now I've given them a beeline of a way to message me. And that's a bummer. And then you Mm -hmm. maybe you are dumb enough to get your hopes up. Yeah. Because you chat back and forth with someone Mm -hmm. and then you have to go through the date. And if it's bad, which they always are. And you're just like, how did I not notice that you had autism? (laughs) Like, and I'm not talking about just being on the spectrum, but like, because that is a thing that happened to me where we messaged back and forth, uh-huh. blah, blah, and then we met and dude was like full on Rain Man, which is yeah. fine, but not what I was looking for. Right. Um. And so, yeah, there's just there's all these levels of 
vulnerability and disappointment um, that online dating can bring. Oh, for sure. Because IRL, you know, you meet someone, you suss them out, you Mm -hmm. already know whether or not they are ugly. Um, (laughs) Like you, there's things, or or it's a setup, so they've been vetted by your friends. Right. There's all these things that there's more wild cards. Um, Mm -hmm. So how long have you been doing online dating? Um, Let's see. I... um... I moved out here three years ago and then uh, so about six years I guess yeah I um I was in a long-term relationship with a man for about three years Mm -hmm. and then um we broke up and I waited about six months I was not ready I was not in a spot where I was ready to start dating my heart was really broken I was just in a really bad spot and then um I decided to get on Tinder, and I'll never forget my first Tinder date. Was that the first online dating app that you used? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Tinder had just happened, and it was just a thing, and it was very exciting, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm just going to put myself out there because you can't can't win the game if you don't put yourself in. Mm -hmm. Um, So I remember I matched with this dude. He was really cute, and he seemed very witty, and he was really nice, and I'm living in Indianapolis at the time, and... um, we had decided that we were going to meet up. Well, he lived in Bloomington, which is about an hour south. He was going to oh. IU. Um, it's like 45 minutes to an hour south. And so he didn't have a car. Oh. He had a scooter. But he was Wait, like. Wait, okay. Razor scooter or Vespa scooter? I think it was a Razor. I don't know. I never okay, really no, but got like, that But like, no, far. a Razor scooter is the one that like little boys do that you push with the foot. <laughs> Did not know that. Um, no, he had like a Vespa. Like a Vespa. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. can ride it on roads, but not freeways. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's not like a real freeway from like Indianapolis down to Bloomington. It's just like a state highway. But yeah, you can't take a scooter you on can't. that. It, as a former scooter driver, yeah. you, you can't take those things on the highway. Exactly. Because um, you get blown all over the place. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I decided that I was going to drive down to Bloomington. And uh, funny story, the Dalai Lama's brother has an Indian restaurant in Bloomington, because the Dalai Lama like loves IU. Um, Stop it. Go Hoosiers. Um, <laughs> it's my alma mater. Um, anywho, um, so he was getting his master's degree. So I met up at his house, right? Okay, I'm back on board because when you said he's no car and you got to drive an hour, and I'm already like mad and going, mm-hmm. this is the length. The women go so out of their way. Right, okay, right, But right, he's right. a grad student. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, all Total right. Total grad student. So I meet up at his house, right? And I think that FIFA was happening. That's a thing, the right? The World Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that not the same thing, FIFA and they World are, Cup? They are. There's some sort of thing where FIFA bought the World Cup and Got it was it. controversial in some way that I don't understand. I don't care. And I say this as someone who once, during the World Cup, I put on what I thought was soccer in the bar, and I was thinking, man, this is nice. They really hiked those shorts up for this World Cup, and they're showing off the legs. Which yeah, is I'm into it. Always my complaint about soccer, where mm-hmm. I'm like, men, on average, men have better legs than women, and yet here we are with these athlete, athletes, and they're hiding it. So I'm watching this sport. And there's short shorts happening. And I'm thinking, man, soccer has stepped it up. I might get into soccer. And uh, finally, someone came into the bar and looked at the TV and looked at me and said, why are you guys playing rugby? It's the World Cup. Stop. And I said, this is... <laughs> Fucking stop. <laughs> said, this isn't soccer? And they said, no. No. It's a whole nother thing. It's a whole different sport. Yeah, it really is. Um, it really, really is. So anyways, I meet up at his house. I meet him at his apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Which for me, I'm like, shit, he's going to murder me. Oh, yeah. You drove an hour? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you mean his 
at his apartment. He got you away from anyone who could help you. Exactly. Well, I sent screenshots of his picture, his first and last name, his address, and I sent it to all my girlfriends. I was like, listen, if I'm not home by midnight tonight, I'm dead. Come find me. Mm -hmm. Because as women, we need to do that constantly. Anyways, we'll get into that on another we can um, get into that now. We we'll can. get into that at some point because yeah. uh, I have a lot of younger listeners. Um, so I meet up in his apartment. He lives in the top level. And so he comes down and he gets me. And he's like, hey, I'm in the middle of watching this FIFA World Cup thing. Do you mind if we just kind of watch the tail end of it? And I'm like. And you're like, no, maybe if it was rugby. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I'd be much more interested in that. <laughs> um, and I'm like very timid. This is my first date. And. God knows, in three years. And my mm. first date after my breakup. Oh, and that's the worst. I I remember I was with someone from 21 to 24 or 25. And I remember thinking towards like the whole last year of the relationship where he was you know, having an affairs and whatnot. I just was like, well, I can't start all over. I don't know how to date now. I'm exactly. old. I don't, and I'm 25. Like, I don't know if I can start all over. The game's changed. I love when women use that as, well, I've already invested this much time. Fuck you. Yeah, they call that the gambler's fallacy. It's, get out. Get, get on out. with your life. Exactly. I can't tell you how many times. Ugh. Anywho, so I go up to his apartment and um, it's a disaster. Like, no. he couldn't even be bothered to clean up. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You drove an hour. I know. So there's, like, dirty dishes everywhere. And then he's, like, offering to make me, like, you know, uh, Tyson at any tizers. You know what I mean? Are like, you fucking kidding me? I'm Girl. Not. I'm not. And he had, like, not even, like, a real oven, but, like, a convention oven, you know, like, on his counter. His place is a disaster. The, the dishes are sky high. He's trying to watch this game and, like, not talking to me at all. And I'm, like... So I just drove 45 minutes to come down here. Like, are we going to go have dinner? So we walk down to the Dalai Lama's brother's Indian restaurant. Okay, all right. That's why I brought that up earlier. Yeah, no, I did, this is the one redeeming part of this story. Yeah, it's delicious. So first of all, we order and like, the it's like pulling teeth to have a conversation with him. And I'm like... So, like, what? He was from, like, Missouri, which explains a lot about who he is as a person. Uh not, no offense to anyone from Missouri. (laughs) I hope a lot of people write in with just outrage about the things that we've said thus far. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, by the end of the date, the check gets dropped. And then he looks at me, and I look at him, and then he looks at the check. And then he looks back at me, and he goes, well, I guess you did just drive down here. So, I guess I'll pay. And I said, yeah, I guess you will. Yeah. So then we leave. We walk back to his apartment. He's like, do you want to come back up? And I was like, no, dude. I have to drive 45 minutes back to Indianapolis to, like, go cry myself to sleep. Yeah, what are we going to do? Go up to your apartment and look at your shitty fucking dirty place yeah. and not talk for right. longer? To watch FIFA? Fuck you. Yeah. Um. So then he hugged me. He he tried to go in for the kiss, and I was just oh. like, fuck you, dude. I'm not trying to kiss you. Um. And then I... um. I basically cried yeah. the whole way back home because I was like, I'm, and then I deleted my Tinder. Well, because when, okay, when this is like not related to online dating, but kind of when you've been in a relationship for a long time and mm-hmm. you are heartbroken mm-hmm. and you start dating again, you forget how disappointing dating is. Yeah. Because the whole time you're in a relationship, you're able to think, you know, the grass is always green. Exactly. Oh, if I were out, if I were single, blah, blah. And then you get single and you don't realize like, oh, I'm going to go 12 months without cuddling another human being. Right. And then so it's really hard to go on bad dates. Yeah. Fresh out of a relationship. Oh, yeah. Because you're just like, 
oh, that was my last opportunity. I'm never going to find anyone. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be alone forever. Those are all the thoughts that are. And that's why people always you go on a bad date and then you, you know, you end up drunkenly texting your ex. Yeah. I miss you. Yeah. Um, because God, those are. And the, there's so many things. So there's, many things. I, I, I've. I've been on internet dates. Thank God I didn't drive an hour to meet them because then you're like, you feel obligated to hang out for longer. Yeah. And my thing has always been when I used to drink, meet for drinks, mm-hmm. say I have something to do afterwards. Mm-hmm. If it goes well, then go, oh, you know what? I don't have to go to that thing. Right. We can keep hanging out. Right. And since I've been sober, my thing was always let's meet for coffee. Mm-hmm. Because I've had those people who they message back and forth. You seem to have some sort of rapport. Like, right. I don't know how the fuck you can maintain conversational rapport via text or email. And then you meet in person. And it, I, th- and then you have nothing to say. No, there was one I went on where I, 15 minutes in, I was checking my watch. And I talk to people for a living. Mm-hmm. I'm a bartender. I I talk to all sorts of people for you have a, a podcast? living. I have a podcast. I have a podcast. I'm a talker. I can talk right. to anybody. If I am straining to have a conversation with you, something is desperately wrong. Exactly. Which is why my motto like has always been, let's just meet. Yeah. Like, let's not message back and forth for mm-hmm. forever. You know they want to do that. Let's just meet. Because there is nothing worse than that fucking awkwardness of you're sitting across the dinner table and yeah. there's just no conversational flow. Yeah. And then afterwards, they try to kiss you. Ooh. And you're like, what? were you feeling Mm -hmm. what were you feeling right because I was there right and that was the most that was worse than like I don't know I my family no one really talks to each other like holidays are awkward yeah it is it is the it is the most awkward thing in the world and to have that sort of feeling on on a date and then they lean in to kiss you and you're like what indicator did you get that mm-hmm. there was any spark? Like you obviously don't know how to read people. Yeah. You obviously have no idea what's going on. Yeah. You have no idea how to like understand emotion yeah. or like just body language. Yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. And then that guy after I left, so I'm driving home and he sends me a text and goes, I had a really great time. I'd love to see you again. Oh my God. I said, are you fucking kidding me? I ghosted him from there. Good. I was like, I can't. And by the way, I'm okay with ghosting if it's early on. For sure. Like if it's early on. Three date rule. Yeah. And it's just like, listen, we never fucked. Mm -hmm. I don't owe you an explanation. Exactly. If you weren't able to pick up on the fact that there was no connection, that's something you need to work out Mm -hmm. with some sort of behavioral therapist. Maybe one of those people who works with uh, people on the spectrum. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally agree. Totally um, agree. Because, yeah, I just, oh, Jesus. Dating's hard. Dating is hard. And the thing about online daters is um, a lot of them, so in my 20s, I was downtown Phoenix out every night, bartender playing in bands. I knew everyone around town. I was a very socially active person, unlike the person I am today. Um, so... A lot of online daters, like I, and most people I I dated or went out on dates with during that time, I met in person. And when I would try to online date, it was people who were in the suburbs and it would be like pulling teeth to try to get them to meet up with me. Yeah. Where I'm like, it's a Friday night. It's a Saturday night. You're texting me while you're watching a movie on your couch. I'm also watching a movie on my couch. Why don't we just meet up? Right. And then I would realize, oh, they're online dating because they are incapable of meeting people in real life. Mm -hmm. And 
I've had this conversation with a lot of people where they've had that experience where they meet people on online dating sites and they just want to message back and forth for forever, for months on months on months on months on months. And it's like, okay, we've exchanged 10 fucking messages on the app. I gave you my phone number. Right. Now you want to text for another two weeks. Right. Now you want to follow me on social media because I showed up as a suggestion. Can you, can we please just meet and get a cup of coffee? Yeah. Because... It's wasted time and carpal tunnel to spend all that time communicating via the phone when if you're going to get in front of each other and five minutes in, you know whether or not there's anything. Exactly. Yeah, I am. I am. a. Um, I am very nervous when I meet somebody for the first time. I'm like uh, uh, my hands get sweaty. I get real shaky and I don't really know why. I'm a very charming individual. Yeah, you are. I'm really good at communicating. I also waited tables for 10 years and you know, I'm just a social person and I've always been this way, but mm-hmm. there's something about it that just scares me so much and I am either the person that talks too much via the app or via text or will like cancel plans. You're that person? I am. I know that's kind of a shock, but like I get so nervous. Like I've actually not been out on a lot of dates, like because I just get so caught up in like, well, what if there's a weird lull in the conversation? And then I I build all these scenarios in my head and I'm just like, well, shit. Okay, I'm just not even gonna go. It's not even worth it. You know, I You're that person. I am. I know, dude. I know. You wouldn't think that I would be that person. It's weird because I guess I think people are shocked. Um, she would always be shocked that I would just like meet people where I'm like, because I'm I don't go out, I don't mm-hmm. drink, yeah. I'm not like a socially active person right. anymore. If right. we aren't recording a podcast or like working on art together, I don't fucking see you. That's I'm and then she would be like you like meet people I go, well yeah that's how I find out like yeah. whether or not I like them like, exactly I I uh I also will ask people out on dates like IRL like I've been that person before yeah I know where I'll have. just go here's my phone number do with it what you want right um sometimes I get ballsy and do things like that you know um this dude I'm going on the date with tonight um I think We talked for a little bit, and he and I both have a very busy travel schedule, which I really like about him. Yeah, there's something that you have in common. Yeah, something very major, Um, because the guy that I dated previously was always very butthurt about how I was always gone, and I was just always had such an active schedule, and, you know, that he wasn't always there. But this guy is just always gone, so we didn't talk. Oh, I thought he kind of was ghosting me, and then all of a sudden, he popped back up, and he's like, oh, hey, uh, do you want to meet up? And I'm like... Yeah. And this was like on a Saturday. And then the following Monday, we had lunch. That's exactly what should happen. Exactly. And I'm honestly, I I think because I build, if they don't ask me out right away, I tend to just kind of like back off a little bit. Well, yeah, because fuck them. Because they should, well, okay, gender roles, whatever. Yeah. I kind of feel like men should ask women out. And I just say that because I expect men to pay for dates, which I used to not be that way. Mm. I used to always pay Dutch. And then I reached a point where I realized, okay, there is an expectation of me as a female to look a certain way for men to want to go on a date with me. And that costs a lot of money. A lot of money. I once crunched the numbers and it costs between two and $500 a month to be deemed acceptable visually as a woman. So I'm sorry, I don't have any money because I spent it all. Uh, on gym memberships and at the salon and on makeup. Right. So like I don't have any money for dinner. So right. If you, so if, I need you to pay. If my expectation is that you pay for it, then you need to suggest the activity and you need to ask me out on a date because I'm not spending your money for you. Right. So I do. I do in that way. Go okay. 
are you going to ask me out? That's a valid point. I, I watched this. Um, I think she's like some really beautiful Russian YouTuber. I know exactly who you're talking about. She made this same valid point. She was just like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I go and get like waxing. I go and work out all the time. I spend all this money on makeup. I come out looking hot as shit, mm-hmm. you know, for you. And then the least you could do is buy me. Because, I mean, what are dudes spending on their like their routine to look good fucking nothing they nothing. can get a $20 haircut right a $10 Bic razor they're good mm-hmm. they're good they only need to own technically maybe three pairs of shoes like dress shoe a gym shoe and an office shoe exactly the expectations of like especially if you are the type of I'm not the type of woman I'm not I don't have the money for it but like who have their nails done all mm-hmm. the time um I like to That's um, expensive. I know. I like to get high on kratom and do my own eyebrows but like if you are getting your mani pedi mm-hmm. nails waxed that's already $80 a month if you are like me a blonde for mm. most I have I have a hookup with a very good hairdresser who gives right. me a discount because I've been seeing her for 10 years mm-hmm. but most women to be blonde $200 a month for sure so like get the fuck out of here I, also I don't spend a lot of money on dates so that's the other thing maybe it would be different if I liked sushi and cocktails mm. maybe I'd be less likely to you're be a like, cheap date I'm a cheap date <laughs> I eat vegetables and I drink iced tea so right. like maybe it's yeah if I if if we were going to a hundred dollar dinners, it would be a different story. Right. But I, I, yeah, for me, you can you can take me to a Harkins and to a, you know. Yeah. How do you deal with going to the movies? Because I always am like, I don't know. I, I, I so I met a dude. I was I've been traveling. Obviously, I haven't seen you in a while. Um, traveling for work, and I was in L.A. And I met this guy. Mm. I met a guy. He's very sweet, very nice, very cool. Um, he's a chef. Um, very much which my, is your thing oh so my thing Jessica Andy, has a thing for chefs if you are a chef out there and can grow a beard and um, I would say Hispanic maybe and I have mean, a passport and have a passport I need you to have a savings account so if you don't then don't even bother mm-hmm. um, but you can reach out I'm pretty yeah, I mean, she's very pretty. I don't know if you have a web. You have a website, don't you? Yeah. You can put my picture on there. We'll put it on the Instagram. For I'm this. into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll send you a really good one. Good. Um, anywho, I'm, I I met him at a bar. We were trying, me and my coworker were trying to uh, get a seat at the bar because I'm a bar sitter. I hate a table. I love a bar. Give me the bar, yeah. Give me the bar any day of the week. So um, we're trying to find a seat. We see one open. This guy's like, oh, you can have my seat. And I said, I don't need your patriarchal bullshit seat. Sit the fuck down. Like, mm-hmm. I'll stand here and order my drink, stand next to my friend next to the bar. Yeah. It's fine. Well, obviously that caught his attention because I'm a mouthy, loud, white woman. And he's Hispanic and probably, I don't know, maybe doesn't like those kinds of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Anyways, um, we got to chatting. And he ended up walking us to this restaurant that we were going to meet up with a bunch of other coworkers, and he seemed very charming and like the timing of the night just really worked out. I saw him a couple more times, oddly enough, just like weird timing things and it all just seemed so like magical and fairy tale. I met him in real life, which is such not a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We exchanged phone numbers and then the next day he's all sweet and kind and he's like, I want to take you out. I'm like, Mm. Okay. I mean, knowing that I was I was in L.A., I obviously live in Phoenix. And so he he um, we met up the next day. We had drinks. We he lives outside of L.A., 
which most people do. Because yeah. let's be real, it's super expensive. They, yeah, he lived in Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> I think he lived um, over by uh, like Glendale area. Okay. Yeah, not bad. It's um, LA. And of course, he's like one of those guys where he's like, yeah, I'm a chef, but I also like feed poor babies like on all my off time. And like mm. I live with my grandma because like she's poor and like she needs me to like take care of her, which honestly is so not a thing. Like, it's not a thing. Everyone who says they live with their parent because they're helping out, it's mm-hmm. because they can't afford to live on their own, which is totally acceptable in today's economy, especially in a city like L.A. Especially. Unfortunately for people in Los Angeles who had children, sorry, your kids are never moving out. Right. Your kids are living there forever. Forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, and so this was the night, and I don't know how I get involved in these sports things because I hate sports. Um, It's the night of the final... NBA oh, championship yeah. with the um, the Warriors and the Toronto Raptors, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So we're both very enthralled. The, the bar that we're at, there's no seats at the bar. Um, so we both stand there. We're chatting with other people. It's very exciting, you know, because we're in California. Everybody wants Golden State to, to win this. You know, screw you, Canada. Don't be taking our sports. Um, anyways... This and he's a regular at this bar, mm-hmm. so you know we're getting VIP service. Um, long story short, he gets a hotel room for the night. We go to the Intercontinental at the rooftop. He knows Ooh. people there. He gets us in for free. Girl. He gets drinks for us. I mean, and he's like shelling out some money. You know what I mean? I looked at the tab at the first bar we were at. It was like a hundred dollars. Um, but then I noticed that he was like drinking more than like twice as much as me. By the time we're leaving the Intercontinental, he'd already asked me the same questions like three times. Oh, no. Don't get sloppy drunk oh, on a date. I know. That is the worst. And the, my favorite is it's like for me, even when I was an alcoholic, the activity for me, it, like for me, it's always about who I'm with and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And the drinks are secondary. Right. And so I want to be like, why do you need to get that fucking drunk exactly and that's where I was at and the answer for me is because you always get that fucking drunk exactly because I did go once on a date with a guy who got so drunk when he dropped me off at home he almost rear-ended my brand new car in the driveway (laughs) and I just was like I made him drive because I'm a girl pick me up take me right whatever and then you almost rear-end my car in the right like why in what point was that necessary? Right. I I'm, I was sober at that point. I haven't had any drinks and you felt the need to get that drunk? He got wasted. Oh. Like just sloppy drunk. And like I was at a point where like, fuck, I'm going to get this Uber. I'm going to go back to my hotel. I was staying out by the airport because my, it doesn't matter where I was staying by the airport. The company was paying for it. Yeah. Um, but there was at uh, the E3 conference was in town while I was there, which is like this gamers con- convention. Oh. Um, an Uber back to the airport from downtown was like $400. Oh my God. I was like, I can't expense that. <laughs> the company's not going to be no. okay with that. Um, so I ended up staying at his hotel room that he had bought with him. We like, I get him there. He somehow magically like sobers up when he gets to the front desk. I mean, that's the best is when you see like you, okay, you were falling down drunk mm-hmm. drooling at yourself. And then all of a sudden just like finger snap right you're functioning again right yeah right and then you know we kiss we fool around a little bit you know whatever I let him go down on me I'm into that you know what I mean oh yeah okay I will say I I love it when anyone wants to go down I'm into it that's great please good news awesome and you're you feel embarrassed that you're so drunk and you can't get hard and now you really want to put in a lot of effort going down on me. Yeah. Even better. Even better. Yeah, like, 
yeah, you should feel bad. You, you should, should. You should go down on me forever. Thank forever. You. Thank and you. I mean, it was great. But sometimes when they're drunk, it's a lot of enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And then like the aim. Yeah. is always a little off. Yeah, it's a little off. Yeah. You have to be, do a lot of guidance into something like and that. And then sometimes I'm just like, I don't even know what, where you're going. I understand that you have a drunk enthusiasm. Yeah. But like that is my thought. Exactly. <laughs> Every time. I mean, I can't tell you how many times. Anyways, so the next day he wakes up and he's like, when did you get here? Stop it. I cannot make Girl. this out. I said, are you kidding me? You were a complete buffoon. Like, and then he tried to like put it in and I was like, dude, I can't reward you. Like this pussy is top notch. You are not getting rewarded for your bad behavior. I also need to go to work. You fuck. Yeah, you're so drunk. You don't know how I got here when meanwhile I thought we were in love last night. Exactly. And now you think. You don't know how this woman got in your hotel room, but you still feel like you deserve to have sex with her. Right. Shut up. Shut up. But so I then will I have the continental breakfast on my way out. <laughs> I did not because I was late to work. Oh. Showed up in the same clothes that I had worn the day before. And the trainer was like, well, you obviously had a good night. And I'm like, God damn it. Oh. It's fine. It's fine. So I never, I mean, I think he tried to like keep up the conversation, but then it just kind of fizzled by the wayside. And it's just like, this is what dating is these days. It's just like... You either meet a schmuck online or you meet a schmuck in real life. Well, meeting people at bars is kind of weird. My downfall. Because when, and I've done it a million times, so I am not better than that. Mm-mm. I have I have met the, the quote unquote love of my life so many times while oh, drinking. Girl. Where you are just, you think you're connecting yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And the next day it's. Those rose-colored glasses yeah. Who thrown the fuck away. Are you? And yeah. so that's always it's always bad to meet someone in a bar yeah. because you are both your judgment and perception is already off. If you meet someone IRL because they're at a friend's housewarming party or they're in a friend group and you meet at like a hiking situation, right? Like that's always a good place. If mm-hmm. you're churchy, you meet someone at church or yeah. like in school. Right. That sort of organic thing where you right. meet through shared friends and interests. And not drinking. And not drinking. Yeah. And not drinking. That's always the best. Right. Um. So uh, online dating can be better than drunk dating. Yeah. Because at least you are sober when you're making a connection. resume. Yeah. Um, and it is a resume, really, when you think about it. The good thing is if they, if you meet them through friends of friends, you can check their references. Uh-huh. <laughs> no one's putting their references on Tinder. Uh, no. Where you're like, I'm sorry. I wish they would. Can you give me your three most recent girlfriends so I can call them about your job performance? Exactly. Um. So, yeah. Oh, man. It was rough. It was rough. So, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things that's just like, dating can be so difficult and so obnoxious and so just draining physically and emotionally well yeah and the other thing is okay you have an online dating account and you're at work or you're like you're trying to go about your day you're you're at your lunch break yoga class or whatever and the whole time your phone is blowing up with nonsense and it's 99% just not your type you know your profile says you don't want kids and they have a picture with kids right they're like hey I want to take you out for a drink and you're like okay well you didn't see that I don't want kids and that I don't drink like you clearly sent this to a hundred people right and so there's the deleting and reinstating the account because Mm. you'll get you get fed up from all the nonsense Mm -hmm. and you just are like this is bullshit I'm not going to meet someone this way I'm going to delete the app and then cut to three months later. You're like, yeah, it would be cool to like, I don't like get laid. Get It would be cool <laughs> to get laid. It would be cool to just have any sort of physical affection because 
physical intimacy is a biological need of ours. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, I have friends who've been married for over a decade and they just don't get it. Like they just don't get it where, you know, prior to Zach, I had been going through a phase where it had been 12 months, maybe not a solid 12 months, but it had been like 12 months since I like held hands with anybody. And so my friends who are married, who just have like no idea what it's like to be that starved for physical Physical affection. And Mm -hmm. so you go, okay, well I need to download the app and get, and you just, you, it's a love hate relationship. because You are filtering through so much nonsense. And then you're like, I don't even want to be dealing with this. It's almost like, um, it's like, okay, you posted a job because you need to hire someone, but you just, it's all garbage candidates and you're yeah. going, oh, never mind. I'll work, I'll work overtime and do it myself. Exactly. And when I was, when I moved to Alaska last summer and I was gone for, uh, let's say six months, mm-hmm. the whole time, I, I mean, I was too busy to be trying to date. I had my Tinder and I would chat a little bit here and there with some dudes, but like nothing ever became of anything. But I went a solid six months without getting laid which was awful. Yeah. And then just not physically touching anybody either. I mean, the second I got home to Indiana, I pulled out my old little black book and was like, who in the fuck can I get up in here? Yeah. Because I was desperate just to be touched, you know? You need that physical, like, aspect of it. I had a girlfriend who suggested, I swear to fucking God, she suggested that I was a sex addict and possibly should go back on antidepressants because I said, if I go too long without having sex, like I can't think straight. I can't, I'm, I'm all worked up and I'm in this weird fog and I'm just not myself. Like I need, I need to have sex. I need to have, and for me, like part of sex is not just like the act of it because I don't drink I don't well the connection too yeah I don't have I don't have casual sex um at least not well or easily and so for me it's like there is a connection and an intimacy and I was like if I go too long without that I have brain fog and I can't think straight I can't focus on anything and she suggested that I was a sex addict because of that wow and I was like you're a fucking idiot she's obviously getting laid on a regular basis no she just doesn't like or want sex but has like a plethora of other problems obviously which I'm not gonna blow up her spot about no but I just was like I am a normal person Mm -hmm. of age I am in my early 30s which means I'm ovulating constantly oh yeah as my doctor said like basically your body it's it's last ditch effort to have children you are in fertility overdrive for sure so I'm even hungrier for Mm -hmm. that and I'm like I am a perfectly biologically and psychologically healthy normal person right for my age mm-hmm. if I was 10 or 60 and I was saying that maybe there'd be something different about it yeah but like yeah based on my age and health that's totally fine I'm not a sex addict I just like no yeah geez. but just like biologically I mean every time I have my period I'm just like somebody needs to put a baby inside of me oh yeah every time I'm just like give me that Give me it. I need this baby. I don't want to have kids. Gentlemen, I don't want to have children. So I just want to put that out no, there. No, but like it's, um, I tried explaining it. Uh, I was having a conversation with my mother, actually. She's a nurse and she's so funny because she's like, yeah, I like know that. Because my mom was horny in her day. Mm. And she said, "I yeah, I know I used to be horny, but I can't remember what it 
feels like oh, how to interesting. want to have sex. Yeah. She's just like, cause everything shut down. And I was like, yeah, I'm going through a thing where despite the fact that I don't want children mm-hmm. and even took surgical measures to not have children. Right. But hormonally, like my body wants a baby so bad. So bad. I was like, there are days of the month where because of my hormones, I feel despondent. It's like almost like an emptiness and a craving. Yeah. Where I was like every month that like my eggs don't get fertilized. Yeah. I feel like everyone I've ever loved has died. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel emotionally. I totally understand that. And so like, you know, people I'm sure have known friends who had fertility struggles who desperately wanted to have a baby. And they're like, God, why is she such a, you know, a crybaby sad sack? Like, right. And I'm like, because like it is a biological thing, whether yeah. or not you intellectually want children exactly your body wants yeah, it for um, sure and so yeah it's uh it's rough <sighs> it's rough out there yeah so then so then you download the apps and you're yeah. like fine i'll maybe i'll meet someone yeah but and- i've moved from um tinder to bumble now okay explain bumble um so bumble is um it's the same premise you know you swipe left you swipe right um left is bad right is good um you match and then you have 24 hours to as the woman to make the first move because the guy can't because he cannot actually reach out to you which I love because I love being in control about things well yeah you said that you like being controlled but also I feel like that takes away the yuckiness Mm -hmm. that happens with other apps exactly when you join an online dating site and within 12 hours you have 20 messages yeah you get yucked out it's gross yeah it is gross so you get yucked out you 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 filter out the people um I always try and lead in with some because I hate when people are like oh hey how's your day and I'm like that's so boring I try and think of something like witty or clever you know like or like based on something that you read in their profile exactly to show that you have reading skills Mm -hmm. and reading comprehension I mean sometimes I don't read through their profile and I get really superficial about it and like I swipe right sometimes you know it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in um but yeah, I will um, try and think of something winning and clever. So then you say something to them, right? Mm-hmm. They then have 24 hours to reply back to you. If they do not reply back to you in 24 hours, they're gone forever. Oh. Which I think is great because it cuts a lot of the bullshit out. Yeah. It's amazing. So then you kind of go back and forth. And I've had um, some fairly good luck on Bumble. Um, okay. I think I've been on um, three dates maybe three dates yeah that's pretty good so you are going on dates I am yeah. I'm I, I I went out with this guy I'm going out with him tonight I went out home on Monday uh that guy from New Mexico oh okay that was a bumble uh that was a bumble and I'm trying to think who else I mean that schmuck that I was dating on and off forever we were you know I, I feel like it kind of hodgepodged some of my dating but mm-hmm. anywho so yeah I mean in the past six months I've been on two bumble dates okay, okay but i'm also always in and out of town you know me, yeah you're so. never here i never see you. i know it's okay we have we have like uh we work a lot yeah we're busy gals yeah. we're busy busy gals we've been on the go the whole month of july which is amazing good yeah, for me that is good um uh so yeah bumble has been treating me pretty well i just downloaded hinge which is also a right left swiping concept that's what the kids like yeah we love a we love a swipe um but you can specifically reach out to certain things in their profile like they'll ask questions you have a questionnaire you can fill out Mm -hmm. and then if somebody's like yeah I really want to go to South Africa which is something I'm dreaming to do Uh um I would then comment specifically on that that's what OkCupid does which is uh, nice I've never been on OkCupid 
it's it's evolving because they all evolve right yeah, it they used all to evolve. just be on your computer and then as they move to the app it mm-hmm. has that where you respond to certain elements yeah. of their profile yeah. which is nice yeah which is nice so um i haven't gotten an out on any hinge dates yet um i haven't also really because i am so busy i just find myself just like oh, Jesus. Like, who has time for that? I don't. And I work really kind of kooky hours. You know, I don't work the normal nine to five, Monday through Friday kind of job. So for me, I find that very hindering as well because I'm in my 30s. Um, you know, I don't have a normal schedule. I'm constantly working. I'm constantly out of town. So we'll see how things go with this new dude that I'm going out with because he's always working. He's always out of town. So It's nice if people uh, are able to be a little bit flexible right. just because I... I I work weird hours. Right. I only have two free nights a week. Right. And especially with the podcast, like for the most part, I'm either at work or recording. Mm-hmm. So if someone can't meet me for coffee or at lunch. like 8 a.m. or lunch, mm-hmm. it, it is it does make da- dating even harder it because does. people who have seven nights a week off, they have a lot more flexibility exactly. in terms of like schedules lining up. So yeah, exactly. you're like, I need you to like, yeah, can you do lunch on Wednesday? Well, yeah. And I just went on a lunch date for the very first time. I've never done lunch before. I like that because then there's less drinking. Yeah. And there's no expectation of sex because there is a finite point. Right. Because daytime sex is something that you don't really get into until you've really dated somebody a while. Yeah. Mm Because you need the lights off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes not. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But yeah, and it's, it goes back to my thing with saying, oh, let's meet for a drink and then lying and saying I have something afterwards is it keeps it, if it's lunch, it's a lot less pressure. You have a 45 minute window. It's not like dinner and then maybe you aren't into it and you right. want to go home, but the guy's like, oh, do you want to go to this place afterwards or whatever? Right. Lunch, it's like, nope, there's a hard out time. Yeah. We're good. It's an hour. Yeah. Max an hour. Mm-hmm. I think um, my lunch date on Monday went... I think almost like an hour and 20 minutes, okay. which I thought was great. Yeah. But we also didn't get served right away because I'm a chatty Cathy and get really nervous and I can't shut my mouth when I'm like mm. on a first date because I'm so scared of the the lull in the conversation to be like, well, what if you don't like me? And I can chat up a storm. So the waitress was really kind and like let us have some breathing room, even though I was desperate for her to chime in to be like, girl, shut me up. Like, also, I'm starving, so like, yeah. let's put this order in. So yeah, I uh, I do thank God for the internet because I usually will pick out what I'm going to order before I get there. Oh, that's smart. Because uh, especially in the service industry, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, there's a table of women. Ugh. I don't even fucking try to take My their nightmare. order till 30 minutes in. Right. Because they have not opened the fucking menu. Mm-mm. They just needed water with extra lemon. Mm-hmm. I got it for them. Let them go. And right. so for me, because dates are about engaging with the other person and you right. are going to be more chatty, the menu thing can be like... It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And so I'll just go to the website and say, okay, well, I'll look at today's specials when I get there, but I think I'll get this. And then right. I don't have to go... To the third time to the server. I'm sorry, we haven't looked yet. Yeah. Because like, right. that's the worst part. And it's just like, where do you stop the conversation to look at the menu? And then you have to be quiet. You know yes. what I mean? Because, and that's what makes me so nervous. It's just like, oh, I got to stop my mouth from making noises. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to figure out what I'm going to have. But I don't want to look like a fat ass, but I also don't want to look like one of those girls that only eat salads too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to order the T bone steak, but I also like, want to look like I'm maintaining my girlish figure so Mm -hmm. it just gets I don't know the whole dating thing and I always go Dutch on the first date we talked about this obviously earlier but but I I 
I insist on going Dutch on the first so date. So there's no obligation. There's no obligation. Mm. I don't that's, want to feel like you're pressuring me to kiss you. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. I guess that's true. I I know I did a lot of the internet dates I went on when I worked at the movie theater. Um, I was broke because I worked at a movie theater. Right. So I what I would that. do is I would say, how about I'll get the movie and you get dinner because I got free movies for right. my work. Right. And so then so you weren't getting anything. <laughs> So I wasn't paying because I was like, I can't afford to pay my half at dinner. Right. So I got the movie. I'm into it. You get the dinner. Good for you, girl. Plus, I needed to fucking eat. I didn't have any fucking money. Yeah. I mean, Uh, girls got to eat. Girls got to eat. And then they would get to see a movie. So everybody wins. How do you deal with the movie thing? You walk in because I am always like the dollar store champ of like going and getting snacks beforehand. Mm -hmm. But if they insist on being like popcorn soda pop candy like I don't know I just feel so weird about going to the movies I don't like eating in a movie so it is different oh interesting you don't no I I hate a crowded theater and all you can hear the first half hour is everyone chewing Mm. I fucking hate it yeah I can Um, see that I'm not that person I also don't like to eat in the dark oh because I like to engage with my food okay this is an ongoing thing with the listeners where I am I'm like a hippie meditative person where I like to actively engage in whatever it is that I'm doing when I eat food. Yeah. I look at the food. I touch the food with my hands. I yeah. interact with it. Yeah. Like I make love like that. I'm very present. Yeah. And so I'm, I don't like to mindlessly eat. Oh. For me, if that happens, it's because I'm stressed. And right. I'm, I'm trying to have some sort of emotional avoidance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, the idea of sitting in the dark and eating something, it's like you're only engaging with like the taste of it and Uh, not like the feel and the smell and whatever interesting Mm -hmm. learning so much about you today yeah I'm a weird person I know I know that but like yeah yeah I don't this is why I love you the thing about like movie foods is they're just they're mindless foods they are right and I like my favorite thing to do is I make I call it dip fest and we'll cut up a bunch of like veggies and then have different hummuses and different dressings and Ooh, dips. Oh, dude, I'm into that. And so then it's like the different colors and the different textures mm-hmm. mixing with the different dips. Like that's how I like to eat. Yeah. I like Ethiopian food where it's you get a bunch of different things oh, like and you tear the bread. And yeah. Like, yeah. I like it to be like that. Food is uh, an activity that I engage with. So yeah, I don't, I'm not like a movie snack person. I've never person. had Ethiopian food. Oh girl, let's do it. But also it makes you far. Interesting. It is the, it, we should go on a thruple date. You, me and Zach. Yeah, we can go on a thruple date. Yeah. You would love that. And a 90 day fiance. We should just try and like find a day before I go back home. Yeah, before you go home, let's do a thruple day and we'll I'm get you it. caught up on 90 day and we'll get some Ethiopian food. I am so into this. Um, I, I once ate Ethiopian food on a day because I, I plan it. It just makes your far. It's just, <laughs> I, there's no way to describe it. It's picture an Indian buffet, but like. I love an Indian more buffet. pungent smelling. That's Ooh, okay. what the, that's what Ethiopian farts are like. And so I was working a double shift, and I went and had Ethiopian food between shifts because I thought I work in a loud, smelly bar. I can fart all fucking night. Right. Who gives a shit? No. And then I'm going home alone to my dog. Well, I got called off work, or I got off work early, and Zach's like, "Why don't you come over?" And I, oh yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. And then I came over, and like the minute I got to his place, I realized, oh shit, I eat Ethiopian food. And it, it's the type of farts where even if you're alone when they happen, you are ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You, if you fart Ethiopian farts in your sleep, you still got to change the sheets like you shit the bed. <laughs> like they are. And so, and then I realized like, oh, fuck, I'm at you. And I, I told him, I was like, listen, it's going to get bad. It's going to get real bad. How and long are you, how long had you been dating him at this point? 
probably like four months. Okay. All right. Comfortable enough to fart in front of. He farted around me on the second date. Oh, that's sweet. He's a he. Well, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Um, he. I'm a big fan. He already told me, you know, first date. I'm gonna get first date diarrhea. He acted like it was a nervous thing that he gets first date diarrhea. No, Zach just gets diarrhea if he eats. He has to shit. It mm. is like there's no. It's just. It's a lot. It's all. It's like Frank. If I feed Frank, I got to walk Frank. Right. Like, immediately. Yeah. And so Zach and Frank have a lot in common. Hey. Um. So yeah, he he farted on the second date and it just be as a thing where I was like, OK, cool. This yeah. is good to know because I have Crohn's disease. Right. And like he's he's very we're very comfortable about right. that. And so I'm comfortable having farts that make noise around him. Uh-huh. I am not comfortable having farts that make smells right. around anyone. Oh, interesting. Um, And so, yeah. So like having a smell that I don't even want to be around mm-hmm. come out of me while right. he's around wasn't my favorite. Yeah, that's not sexy either. No, so you have to time your Ethiopian food okay. consumption okay. is well, what I'm saying. We'll get that worked out. I'll, I'll send you my schedule and we yeah. can. But yeah, I also like sometimes when guys try to buy you like movie stuff, like, oh, let me get the food for this movie. I want to be like, dude, I... Just because you have the money and we're on a date, I don't think anyone should spend $6 for a soda. No, I don't think so either. I don't care if you're a fucking millionaire. No one should spend $6 for a soda. I'm in the same boat. I'm not a Rockefeller. Yeah. And so like, I'm like, just because we're on a date does not mean you need to buy me a $6 package of red vines. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm getting ready to go to the dollar store to go pick up candy for this drive-in. As you should. And I, again, be who you are. On your first date, so you're not setting yeah. weird expectations. Exactly. I need someone who's comfortable. Mm-hmm. If I pull a snack out of my purse, you're right. they aren't like, oh my God, that's so tacky. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Dating's just a rough, it's a rough world that mm-hmm. we live in. I mean, you know who who really gets the shit under the stick when it comes to dating? Um, Asian men and black women. Uh, yeah, we. I want to do an episode on interracial dating that I Ooh, think yeah. Darlene Hayden is going to co-host with me because she told me I should do the episode. And I was like, I'm white and so not comfortable doing that on my own. But right. she is a Asian woman mm-hmm. who is married to a white man. Oh, so that's a whole she, stigma there. Which is, yeah. And she she always says, she goes, I don't trust white dudes that date Asians except mm-hmm. for my husband. Exactly. Um. But, uh, yeah, that is an episode that I would like to do in the future. I think that would be great. Um, I've never had an Asian, and now I never will because I'm married. Um, but You know, I went out with an Asian dude. He was half Korean when I first moved here. It was my very first date when I first moved here. Oh. He was half Korean. He was a really nice guy. He seemed very chill. We went out on a couple of dates. Um, our first date was really great. We met for sushi. Then we went to the Cobra Bar. We had a couple of drinks. Things got a little... I'm not saying I put out on every first date. But, but sometimes it happens, and that's fine. Definitely. And he definitely hit the stigma where he had like a small dick Mm -hmm. um but the great thing about asian dudes is that they are always willing to go down on you forever and like i was into that also here's the thing about number one i don't mind a small dick because again i'm not not mad about it if you've listened to our episode on vaginismus you know that i have a smaller feminine Mm -hmm. area yeah and um if you come at me with a big dick you have to commit to a lot of foreplay it is a process yeah the amount of work that you put into like having anal sex with someone you have to put into having normal sex with me because i just there's a there's a a storage yeah no and you can only go far so far in i'd rather your dick be like wide as shit yeah like a coke can you know what i mean than it be long yeah no it's it's you can only go in so far it's 
it's a situation that I just yeah. So big dicks are exciting to see, but they Super. are difficult for me to engage with sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm never mad at a small dick. Yeah, and if it's if it is small, like notably small, chances are most dudes know that they're insecure about it, mm-hmm. and they have spent a lot of time getting good at eating pussy to compensate oh, for, sure. for it. So dudes with small dicks will. They will go to town. They All the will way. treat you like old country buffet. <laughs> yes, and so they I'm will. like, yeah, I don't give a fuck That's about your amazing small analogy. Dick. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. love it. Um, you know, there's another really good um, uh, statistic that I heard about dating, um, and that I just love to express it is that um, the first. Um, thing that women think about when they are going on a first date is whether they're going to get murdered or not. And men's first thought process is whether she's going to be fat or not. Doesn't that tell you how fucked up society is? Like how crazy. I mean, it's, I'm not surprised. I often think that I'm constantly shelling out my information of all the, I send screenshots, addresses, wherever I'm going to be to all of my girlfriends and just say, Hey, this is where I'm going to be. Yeah. Which you have to do. You have to. It sucks, but you have to do it. As Um, a woman you do. And it's sad. It is sad. I was telling Zach earlier, I read this study yesterday. This is not related to dating, but kind of where, um, in education research, uh, they compared kids who go to gender integrated schools versus kids who are sent to boys or girls schools. Mm. And when girls go to an all girls school, they do better academically. And when boys go to an all boys school, they do worse academically. Interesting. And people try to explain it away by saying, oh, well, boys do better in school with girls because they're trying to impress the girls as if that's what dudes do to try to impress girls is excel academically yeah right yeah and they'll say oh and the girls they do worse in school with boys because they're just distracted by all their crushes but this person's theory of why it is that girls do better in all girls schools is because they are not constantly threatened by men and competing for men yeah well yes and so they go you know usually women are they're basically they're scared and they're threatened and they're harassed by men. So mm-hmm. if you take those out of the situation, they're going to do better academically. Exactly. And boys do worse when you put them all together because rather than take out their aggression and their like male energy on the women, they take it out on each other. Mm. And so they were like, basically, if you have a daughter, send her to an all girls school. And if you have a, a son, um, send him to a, a gender integrated school. Interesting. Um, yeah, because it, yeah, women excel when they're not constantly being threatened and scared of men. Exactly. Which I, you know, like, listen, I, we're going through a moment where men feel very threatened. I'm sorry. It's tough to be a white man right now. It is very tough for them. I feel bad. Um, but also, I think that it's just like you have no idea what it's like to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, genuinely afraid. Genuinely afraid. For yeah. Sure. And I've been around men who've gotten too drunk mm-hmm. and I've gotten scared. I was out on like a third date with a dude where we watched a movie on his couch and he had four, three or four glasses of wine. He's a grown adult. Um, and we had kind of a conversation where I wouldn't agree with him and we were talking in circles and I'm, again, I'm sober. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go. And he blocked my, his door, like physically blocked the door to try to prevent me from leaving. That's scary. So he could keep talking at me in his home. And I'm like, and I wasn't, it's the third date. I think. I know this person and you don't no one knew where I was Oof, that's no even one scarier. fucking knew where I was because so, by that point you're on three dates and you don't need to tell people where you are I'm, yeah I'm also bad at communicating and I'm bad at asking for help and stuff and so yeah I'm at a I'm at a dude's house where this dude is like 
he's bigger and stronger than me mm-hmm. and he's blocking his door from me right. to leave. And so like, I think it's something that men can't understand what it's like to be no. physically afraid. Yeah, they don't. I mean, it's really frightening. I, when dudes immediately ask me, they're like, well, why don't you just come in my house and watch a movie? I'm like, absolutely not. No. The first three dates were doing something in public. Yeah. Also, Absolutely. Also, I don't condone that laziness where they don't even want to change out of their basketball shorts or yeah. put on shoes. Right. Go fuck yourself. I like f- you need to get dressed and look presentable. Mm-hmm. And because how many times and I've I've been young and I've been lonely and I've gone over to a dude's house to like sure. watch a movie. Right. And it's just like, yeah, your house is fucking filthy. Right. You look like a bomb. Mm-hmm. You're a lazy sack of shit. Do you know right. how? how many things I had to shave and how much makeup I had to put on to leave my house. And you just have done, you've done zero. Right. And you think that that, that you're going to get your dick sucked. Go fuck yourself. I once dated, listen, I'm not going to brag. Tell me. I once dated a millionaire type, like multi-millionaire celebrity Mm. type person. um, Who probably could very easily uh, have used women and treated them like shit. Right. Um, because, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, but the only time he ever asked me to just come over to his place was like him being like, listen, I have a deadline. I'm working on this thing. I've got like 20 minutes. If you want to come over, sit on my face and then leave. I don't want to kick you out. But I'd be like, all right, well, come to your penthouse and sit on your face. That is the only acceptable way. If you are going to invite a woman to just show up at your house, that's the only acceptable thing. I agree. Like, listen, if you want to stop by and sit on my face, that's fine. If you want an orgasm. If you want to have an orgasm, that is, yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. Other than that, go fuck yourself. You don't get any dick sucking. Mm -mm. Just delivered. Just delivered like fucking Postmates, which is how people are now. People don't have talk about the difference between Midwesterners and not. Like, we're women of a certain age, of a certain background, with a work ethic. Right. And people now have no work ethic in general. They don't want to work hard or try hard for anything. Right. They don't want to study to get a college degree. They don't want to work out to get a good body. Mm -hmm. And you know what they don't want to do? Put in any effort to date. And they just think like, They're just going to get their dick sucked. Yeah. Let me just use Tinder till I find someone who's lonely enough with low enough self-esteem to come over and suck my dick like Postmates. Right. And it fucking pisses me off because the girls who go over and do that, I get it. We've all been dumb bitches. But like yeah. also what you're doing is setting the precedent uh-huh. that a guy has to do nothing right. in order to get a beautiful woman a reward. who is probably out of his league to come over and suck his dick. Yeah. Well, here's my theory on that because I love a good dick sucking. Oh, we I'm all into do. It. I'm super into it. And I'm really good at it. Um, I've never once, well, I've gotten a complaint once, but that guy was an idiot. So anywho, um, I find myself, uh, that dude I, in LA, he mm-hmm. was trying to get me to suck his dick. And I'm like, no dude, no reward for you. You were a fuckhead last night. Yeah. I'm like, I will bone you because I will know that I will get off by the end of it. I, mm-hmm. No matter what, mm-hmm. I will always get myself off. But if you are really a good person and are interesting, you will get that dick sucking reward. I feel like it's a reward. It should it be a, yeah. should be a carrot dangled in front of you to be like, if you are a good, decent human being, I will suck your dick hard. Yeah, I'm not going to do it because not just because because hell no, you have the expectation of it or whatever. I'm going to do it because I want to do it. It's a it. treat. Yeah, it's a treat at the end of dinner. Yeah, I don't pet bad dogs. No, 
I don't either. I know a lot of people out there who are buying treats for their dogs that shit all over their fucking house. I do not do that. No. You, and you shouldn't. You follow my rules. And mm-hmm. listen, Frank has a great life. I spoil my baby. You know why? Yeah. He's a good boy. He's such a good dog. Yeah. So he really you, is. If you are a good boy, you mm-hmm. get treated like a good boy. Exactly. And if you're a if you're a bad boy, you should probably be in a kennel. Exactly. No, I agree. I mean, dating is just, it just, I feel like there's always this constant expectation that I never get off and they always do. And I'm just not no, into that. I'm not in that. Because it is so easy for men to have orgasms. Oh, for sure. So if you aren't prioritizing my pleasure, get mm-hmm. out of here. You're definitely not getting your dick sucked for yeah. sure. Yeah. I will not suck no. your dick if you're not getting me off. No. Because that's definitely like, I'm telling you right here, right now, ladies and gentlemen, I am the queen of a good dick sucking, but you ain't getting it. No, because I need to feel like you're invested in And you my, care about me getting my, off. Yeah. If I say that I don't like, let's say... Let's say I don't like pizza, which is not true because I love pizza. Right. Everyone does. But if I say that I don't like pizza and then you take me to a pizzeria, that's selfish. Yeah. And you would recognize that as selfish. Mm -hmm. But then people don't realize that that's the same thing for sex. Right. Where it's like, this is a mutual enjoyable experience. Right. And we should be doing something that we both decided on that like it's a mutual pleasure. Right. Um, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Girl, the dating world is a really shitty place. And um, I mean, I'm kind of hoping that like I can delete this app, this guy that I'm going out with mm-hmm. tonight. Um, I, I mean, he seems like a really nice guy. Yes. And he's very much my type. He's, you know, he's, um, well, I mean, I guess I don't know if I really have a type. Maybe I do. You maybe. do have a type. Yeah, they're bearded. They're bearded <laughs> chefs that are possibly Hispanic. Yeah, that really is. Um, yeah, I, I do love a, a dark haired um, dark complected man but oh, you know I'm what else you. I really love is a ginger but like oh, a yeah. good looking one I'm gonna be honest with you don't Zach don't listen this is gross and I'm sorry <laughs> say it I kind of like a chubby ginger Ooh, a chubby ginger like it's kind of like a thing that like I remember I was I was watching The Walking Dead with my ex and there was a character called Abraham on it I never watched that show okay. yeah it's not it's not great um but I can't stop uh but he my ex was like which if you could fuck anyone on the show who would you fuck and then I told him like Abraham and then he just was like he lost it yeah he like kind of he's like he what? pissed and I go I don't I've never had one and so maybe that's part of the intrigue yeah me, but something about a chubby ginger I go yeah I mean just a ginger in general because I feel like they come in two forms really good looking or not it's polarizing yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um this guy I'm going out with tonight he's very good looking and he's got a beard um and he's very successful and you know and he's funny and he's witty and he's you know he seems to have his shit together which is great um so I'm interested but yeah I love I love a good ginger man mm-hmm. give me that gingerbread man yeah ginger snap mm, mm-hmm. I'm into it so mm-hmm. we'll see I mean I'm obviously not in any way or shape or form to be ready for a real like relationship but like I'm, but if you find somebody who is your equal exactly is, this is my other thing if with it's da- easy yeah this is my other thing with dating is that I always say the better you are the more amazing you are the mm-hmm. harder it is to find someone yeah I agree because the good ones have all been taken or whatever blah, and blah, there's, blah. Sh- there's just like less great people in the world than mm-hmm. there are shit bags yeah so like shit bags they can go from person to person. They can never be single because they are they're never at a loss for options. Yeah. But if you are, you know, beautiful and smart and you have your life together and whatever, finding someone who is on par with you yeah. is harder. It is. So like 
for for you i always say when you find your equal it'll mm-hmm. be amazing it's yeah. just you're a, you're an amazing together person yeah. and it's, go- it's going to be difficult for you to find somebody who is like up to your level i i hate to brag but i am I am pretty amazing. Yeah. And a lot of women date down the food chain just because it's yeah. like... It's easier. And also, you know, there's... I always say there's never any, any end to a woman's low self-esteem. Yeah. And they don't realize like, oh, maybe they could do better. But I mean, like, I know I always can. You know what I mean? But honestly, what I'm just trying to get after is to get laid and to find somebody who wants to have sex with me on a regular basis. Yeah, and, you want to have regular sex with someone oh, where for like... Sure. Yeah, you learn each other's bodies mm-hmm. and it gets better and better with oh, time. Oh, every time. Which to me is what a relationship is. And yeah. someone else was like, no, it's when you share a checking account. I was like, what the fuck it is? No. I mean, that's why I stayed with that schmuck for such a long time. I was digmatized hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, the sex was so good. So good. But he was a f- real fucking piece of shit. Yeah, so he's like the worst. The worst human. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's his new girlfriend's problem. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, girl. Um, anywho, I just, I mean, it's just one. I wrote a bunch of statistics down and then we never got into any of them. But that's. That'll be on the next episode because now people have gotten to know you Mm -hmm. after our little chatty chat session. Yeah, this was fun. We'll do a follow up and you can let us know how this movie date went. Because you're going to see a movie that isn't highly reviewed at the drive-in, which if you, the drive-in's great. I love the drive-in. I like to get, and I don't want to brag to people who live in cities who don't have drive-in theaters because they are dying. Yeah, it's sad. I like to get kind of like a takeout from a nice restaurant. And by nice, I mean like a P.F. Chang's. Ooh, bougie. <laughs> I like to get a takeout dinner and yeah. then go and eat a dinner at the movie because you, you're not going to eat, a, you know, a footlong Subway sandwich inside of a movie theater, but in your car. It's totally acceptable. It's fun. So you are going to go get some snacky snacks. Yeah, I'm going to go get snacks. And you're going to go see a movie at the drive-in. Uh-huh. And if it's a movie that's not very good because you're in your own car, you can kind of chit-chat and talk yeah. about it, which is always nice. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, We'll see. I never know whether to sit in the front seat or the back seats. I mean, I have a Honda CRV, so uh, you sit in the front seat at the drive-in because if you sit in the back seat, you can't see over the headrest of the yeah, front. Yeah, I mean, I could pull the headrest out and put this fold the seats forward. Does that make sense? Yeah, just sit in the front. Well, okay, just sit in the front. I've works. never sat in the back at a drive-in. Interesting. I went to the drive-in with that uh, the bike guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Where did you sit? Uh, we sat in the front. Yeah, but he's a very um, introverted type of person, so like it was kind of it wasn't awkward. We'd been kind of seeing each other for a little bit at that point, but like I said, he's very introverted and like he's a very sweet guy. But that didn't work, and no, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, okay. the other option at the drive-in is I had a friend who used to put his sofa from his living room in the back of his panel van, and then take the sofa out and set it in the dirt. We would like um almost like a tailgate party at the drive-in oh. sometimes for movies like snakes on a plane or whatever yeah um but yeah it's a, but you sit in the front seat I think. yeah if yeah. anyone has a different opinion on how the drive-ins work uh email yeah or yeah definitely yeah. i mean we won't get that right away but i'll let you know how this date yeah, goes we'll do a follow-up yeah i'm um yeah we'll see we'll see he seems like a nice guy and um i'm keeping my fingers crossed that yeah, and he then doesn't you can, suck as a person. You can delete the apps for a little while. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, it's I always mean, nice. It is always nice. So, um, but yeah, I got to go get some snacks, girl. All right, go get some snacks. Happy hump day, everyone. 